Welcome everybody to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give power to a name. My name's Dean McKnight, and I'm saying that because I rarely ever introduce myself. I guess that's just my selfless nature coming in. We rarely ever say anything but welcome on Starver episodes. So it's, I know. It's good that you're welcoming this time. It's It feels necessary. I, I want people to know my name. I want the fame and the glory that comes with podcasting, really. So I'm Dean McKnight. That's M-C-K-N-I-G-H-T. How you doing? Bling! It's my teeth sparkling. And joining me uh, in the glow of my teeth are Jade Sarson and Josh Randall. How you doing, guys? What's Hi, up? Hi, I'm wondering why on earth you think podcasting is going to make you famous. Because nothing else will. <laughs> because this is the future where, like uh, Andy Warhol said, everyone gets their 15 minutes and this is going to be our 15 minutes of fame. More oh like God, a, is that all you get? 15 minutes? It's a, it's a short episode this week. Yeah, we're gonna really, we're gonna blitz it. It's gonna be lightning quick. Uh, okay, so Josh, give me your first name. It's Randall Josh. Oh, well, I was just talking about a random superhero, but okay. I thought. You, oh, okay. I need, I need a, a cool second name, Jade, for this superhero that we're just gonna blitz out in fifteen minutes. Well, Blitz, obviously. Oh, Josh Blitz. Josh Blitz. Perfect speedster name. Mm. He's a speedster. Done. Moving on. Cool. Right. Next, I'm going to <laughs> actually talk a little bit about what I've. I've been reading, and maybe we can all have a little discussion about our various inspirations for this week. Does that sound sure. okay to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, last episode, we bumped into a little problem where we all read manga, and it got me thinking back to our other episodes where we we, we take in a lot of manga. We're, we're, we, we like Japan and what they produce, and it, it makes some good stuff. But I thought this week, I'm going to I'm going to hit closer to home. I'm going to get some of that British comic talent. And it do, it certainly helps when you go to a British convention. We went to uh, MCN Manchester a few weeks ago, and there's so much talent on offer there. Right, Jade? You were, you were with me. Or should I say I was with you, actually? You were selling comics there. <laughs> yeah, was I part of your entourage? <laughs> I mean, he, He's awfully the, famous now, let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. I was there at the Dean McKnight stand offering uh, autographs, I guess. Featuring featuring Jade Sarson. Featuring me with, you know, all of my comics and prints and posters and mugs. Many mugs. So many mugs. Someone please buy mugs. They're so heavy. thermit.co.uk to buy Jade's mugs. <laughs> to buy mugs. But um, a few tables down from us was a constant staple of these shows. The wonderful Sammy Boris and... Let me tell you about Sammy. Uh, She's real big into music, real big into Splatoon. Her Splatoon illustrations are so good. She's uh, been producing various music-themed comics for years and years now. Uh, She has like what she calls that music zine, like a little Tumblr blog where she posts gig sketches. So so she goes to various gigs and draws the musicians live on stage. And it's kind of incredible that she can even do that in the first place. Like, with people jostling and blaring music. Like, how do you even focus and do anything other than have a crazy good time? But I've been reading her webcomic called Giant Rhinos in Space. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard of it at all. I haven't, but I I feel as though I should because that sounds amazing just from the title alone. I have re- uh, heard of it because it's my copy that you're reading. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it all comes out now, doesn't it? Because it is uh, it is available in print as well, for those of you who are interested in it. It is, it is. And you should definitely buy it in print. Contribute to your local indie scene. But yeah, it, it's super cute. Tell us what it's about, Dean. 
It's about a three-piece band who uh, unknowingly get invited to travel to an alien space station. But this space station is all about a music reality TV show. So your various pop idols and your X-Factors in one like alien space station where they all get forced to compete in this competition. But it's, it's so very British in the fact that it's all about trying to stay on the level when it comes to like all this reality bullshit like there's there's no love for that side of things whatsoever it doesn't help that the whole thing's run by a a very business oriented uh, alien and uh his celebrity ex pop factor winning wife it's pretty much a temple to her sort of fame and of course there's a a, a very cheery cast on board the spaceship uh, there's two wonderful alien pals Pip and Annie and they, they're showing around this band who are two parts bewildered, one part very pessimistic about the whole thing. Um, one of the band members is like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, play, well, I'll play along with your, uh, your reality TV show. Because the whole thing's a reality TV show, right? Where are the, where are the cameras? Oh. But it's, it's delightful. And like Sammy's art is incredible in the way that it brings these uh, characters to life. She, she has the, the luscious inks, like hmm, those lights. It's one of my favorite things, uh, a comic with nice, thick, inky lines, like your Scott Pilgrims and your, and your Sammy Boris's, of course. <laughs> nice recovery. <Yeah. laughs> Ding! But it's just a, a lot of fun, really, ni- really fun-looking characters, and it's all very musically inspired, so well worth a checking out. I do, I do like it so much. Of course, she's all, all over Tumblr. She's all over Twitter. Uh, just search Sammy Boris, that's B-O-R-R-A-S. Hit her up, tell her that you like a comic, because that's what I'm going to do right after this show. That's what I've been reading. Jade, hit um, me up. Okay, I thought, much the same as you, that I should probably switch it up, because even though we're all about coming up with superheroes on this podcast, I often recommend stuff that's a bit more either chilled out or just just not very kind of adventure power oriented so you're, you're, you're zagging while we zig yes um so i've decided this week to read um delilah dirk and the turkish lieutenant by tony cliff that um, the, we are we are hitting the names hard this <laughs> week <laughs> tony cliff uh, is another um animator I, I didn't realize that until after i'd read it and read the uh, author bio at the back so i i think i'm I don't know, I must have like a sense for when a comic is done by like an ex-animator or something. Yeah, it's a a good sense Um, to have. Definitely, like if you've trained in animation and you're like, you know, up on your storyboarding and whatnot, then you you are pretty much set on doing comics. There's Obviously, there's a little bit more to it. It's not that simple, but it's a a bloody good start. Um, You you have to say that though. James Dawson, comic artist. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. I mean, there's lots of extra skills that you can only get if you if you hire me. Um, but anyway, tell me about uh, the comic. Tell me about. Yes, I'm gonna. Well, if you stop interrupting me, I'll tell you about it. It's, (laughs) uh, it's about the Turkish lieutenant uh, finding Delilah Dirk, who is this very Indiana Jones type character. If you picture Indiana Jones slash Tintin in the 19th century, then you've got Delilah Dirk. Also, it's like um, a period piece as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. Um, so basically, Delilah crashes into this uh, Turkish lieutenant's life. His name's uh, Mr. Selim. Uh, mm-hmm. She basically 
carries him off on an adventure like he doesn't want to leave his life he's very into um tea brewing uh so you can see why i'd like him <laughs> of course yeah of course. um and uh he's just like an advisor in this uh palace and he just gets kind of whisked off um you know he's, he's just unwittingly um dragged into an adventure of you know, these these epic proportions, sorry, that he just doesn't want to be part of, really. Mm-hmm. So he's just dragged along. But it's really charming because the, the action scenes are all really well drawn. Um, Delilah is this really lovely character who, you know, in, in other action stories, she'd maybe be a bit over the top, like in, say, Hollywood movies or something, where she'd be this girl that can just do just about everything because she's Step special. aside, boys. Yeah, but she's nothing like that in this book. Um, cool. It's it's really funny. There's The, the opening scene is just uh, Salim describing this interview that he's conducted with her in a jail cell, hmm. saying things like, she says uh, she can turn invisible and there's like a panel of her just hiding in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she's really goofy and fun. Um, and yeah, it's just this really great action romp uh, through the 19th century. Excellent. We like a good romp here. And we want our, our heroes that we create to romp. So, A-star inspiration right there. I don't like how often you're saying the word romp. Romp. Stop. Well, you're going to really dislike it because I've been reading a book, which is also an adventurous romp. Um, oh, a nice romp. Thank you. Um, it's called Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye. Okay. Ooh, I've heard about it's this. It's by uh, John Rivera, Gerard Way, writing. Michael Avon Oming on art and Nick Filardi on colours, which are That's a fucking A star team. Divine colours. Basically there's this new imprint called Young Animal within DC. Um, and it brings mm. up kind of the more weirder maybe side of the DC universe. So he's mm-hmm. got a we've got a Doom Patrol comic, uh, Shade the Changing Girl, uh, Mother Panic and Cave Carson. Um, they picked out Cave after seeing that in the DC encyclopedia he had exactly one paragraph about he how he goes splunking and once had an adventure with Superman. And that was it. And that's it. Oh. So immediately, Jared Way decided to get started on this comic. And it's basically, they described it as a sad dad genre. <laughs> it's about this uh, guy called Cave Carson, who has mm-hmm. a cybernetic eye. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about him like reconnecting with his daughter, going cave spelunking. Uh, some cool DC mm-hmm. characters turn up. I believe Superman's turned up in one of the later issues. But really, the thing that I actually like most about this is the colours on the art. Oh, really? Mm. That's cool, because like, um, a lot of colorists tend to drop off people's radars. But yes, let's raise them up. Let's <laughs> what, raise them up right now. What kind of coloring style is it? Extremely bright, uh, contrasty, quite stark. A lot of dots, really nice like neon yellows and stuff. Ooh. It's all quite mm. uh, luminous. There is the word I'm looking for. Excellent. Yeah, it's quite a psychedelic series in points. And it really does... The colors are the... I wouldn't say that they're like the star of the comic for me, but they might be the star of the comic for me. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Another thing, if we're if this is an episode all about things that we are remembering, I'm going to remember right now that we post examples of all these comics that we mention Wednesdays on our Twitter feed, at BBR underscore podcast, because I know it's hard to talk about a visual medium, mm. so we, we like to post them up and really display what we like and Give a little, little few extra tidbits about why we like them as well. So mm-hmm. that's Wednesday's new comic book day. It's when we uh, like to post about things we like as well. Speaking of interacting with fans, you guys want to make a hero? Hell yeah. yeah. Well, it is August. And I uh, mentioned a few episodes ago that we are running 
audience participation August. Another thing I remembered. Uh, so I mentioned how if you leave us an iTunes review on our page, you might have the opportunity to be the base of one of our heroes. We use various uh, random name generators or take first letter and last letter. And we will use your name that you leave on the iTunes review to build our hero. So we have a winner this week, Josh and Jade. Oh, who is it? Uh, the winner this week is Stratosphere. Thank you so much, Stratosphere, for your deep, kind, touching words on our iTunes page. Uh, others should definitely follow your example uh, of leaving us some some kind words or some critic words. Don't leave us bad words. Leave us critical words. Stratosphere already sounds quite like a hero. That's the yeah. thing. That's that's where this is a little easy mode. So, should tell you guys how we're actually going to come up with this superhero. See, that is a cool name, but this generator doesn't have the coolest of names. It's name your business, product, <laughs> or domain. Okay. I have no idea what the title of this episode is actually going to be, but it's an interesting generator, actually. Because not only do you type in um, a name and then it comes up with stuff, but you can sort of customize it a little bit. So I'm just going to live talk me typing this in. So I'm going to type in strat us fear into here. And, and while you're typing that, um, you say this is going to generate the coolest possible name. Is that is that correct? Uh, I'm pretty sure I said that. If I didn't, I definitely meant to. So the coolest. Uh, we've just oh. we've got that. Um, it's written down. Definitely the coolest. Good. Definitely the coolest. Good to know. Um, but see, uh, type of word syllable or letter is one box. So stratosphere, of course. The next one is combine your entry with... And then we've got a few nice options. We can have common words, Greek and Latin prefixes, suffixes, roots, beginning word parts, ending word parts. But the best bit, ending rhymes, last syllable rhymes, double rhymes, beginning rhymes, or first syllable rhymes. Ooh. What kind of rhyme do you guys want? Greek and Latin, they're, co they're cool sounding, but I want, I want a rhyme. I want a rhyming hero. Can we not get some sort of Greek rhyming hero? Or is that, is that pushing <laughs> no. us too far? I'm sure Stratosphere must have some uh, Greek or Latin roots. I'm thinking let's go with a last syllable rhyme. Yeah, I How think that, that works. You want to end on the punchline, don't you? <laughs> we can even add like a, a suffix for a website as well. If we, you know, for our business, for our business name. Uh, give me a number between one and nine. Five. Um, so our hero today is Stratosphere Hydrosphere. Oh. Holy shit. Wow. Stratosphere, hydrosphere. Thank you very much, stratosphere. Oh. So, who that sounds, is... That sounds really clever. Uh... Oh. Oh. Jade? Jade, we... Come in. Come in. Can you hear me? Been by Radioactive Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, hello? Hello. This... You, you may recognize my voice. It does sound awfully familiar. I am your old friend, your old confidant, Jade Sarson. Oh, hello? I'm, yeah. I'm speaking to you from the distant future of 2018. Oh. Oh, oh my god. 2018? I come bearing a very important message. Wait, wait, wait. H how do we know you're from 2018? Well, I can tell you that you've had your 15 minutes of fame and they weren't very good. Fuck. Damn it. Anyway, this is very important. You have to listen to me. This is so urgent for the success. For, the, for those 15 minutes of fame, if you want yes. them, you better listen to me. I'm, we're all ears. Well, 
I believe that you've just announced uh, your prompt for this week. Uh, what, what is it again? Stratosphere, hydrosphere. Good, good. I found myself at the correct time and location. Good. Good. If I remember right, this was the coolest name you ever generated. Oh, you mean it's all downhill from here? No. Have we peaked? It's the coolest name you ever generated. So sh- You need what? to make this hero an ice villain. <gasps> what? Oh, finally. It's very no. important. It's very important for the for the mythos of, of this podcast. For all your other heroes, you need an ice villain. I've been waiting for this so, for so long. This, this character is going to be your ice villain. Okay, future Jade. Do you understand? We'll do a future Jade. Oh. Do for you, future Jade. Thank you, future Jade. What? Future Whoa. Jade? Who? What? I just kind of blipped out for a bit. What happened? Uh, nothing. Josh, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Uh, I don't... We should probably listen to future Jade, though. Well, I don't know what you guys are going on about, but maybe we should make a, a hero. Ice villain. Here we go. Uh, stratosphere, hydrosphere, hydro, water. Uh, stratosphere to do with air, like cooling down water. It's ice. There's an ice theme right here. It's almost like it was written Wink. in the stars. Like it's our, it's like it's our like, destiny. Like fate, almost. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so, ice. I think that's going to be the base. I kind of like stratosphere getting back on point. Stratosphere sort of signifies height or sort of almost like high science, you know. Yeah, some like, sort of, like some sort of astronaut or something. Ooh. Well common myth people um always associate space with like uh the cold and chill but that's not that's not legit that's not true no no it's not actually it's very hard to uh lose heat in space because the only way you can is via radiation cool cool uh, off topic comment that's a real shame because i had a really interesting idea for like an astronaut who got stuck outside of like their shuttle ended up getting ice powers and they kind of have some weird Thing going there. We can ignore physics for a little bit if it means having a cool, like, origin cool. story like that. I mean, most comics do. <laughs> <laughs> most comics, films, television podcasts. shows, um, podcasts. Yep. Uh, okay, so I like uh, Frozen Astronaut idea. Yep. Maybe it could be like a little, uh, little Captain Marvelish. So like, there's this cool pilot. Maybe their dream is to go into space, but it all goes terribly wrong. They're finally on the. Uh, on the space shuttle and they're putting it like a satellite into space maybe they get like electrocuted by the satellite it's a crazy like future science satellite and it like shocks them off into the depths of space maybe can i sow a seed for the future so can this moment that is going to be their biggest moment of their life be somewhat offshot by being offshot by some kind of meteorite potentially holding another superhero Ooh. Yes. Yes, that mm. sounds delightful. I'm just sowing the seeds for a potential nemesis for our villain. Yeah. And they kind of get forgotten about. I can't wait to go back to the, the business name generator. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with that name. Ooh. But so they get shocked into space. Yep. And um, I don't want to say cosmic rays. I don't well, want to say that, cosmic rays. I was going to say the reason they go up. Perhaps they're like, their focus is actually research on global warming and how to sort of, you know, fix that rather mm. uh, urgent problem okay I, I think i got an idea we're gonna make this a 90s superhero oh because they don't use the spatial anymore so it's gotta be in the 90s and maybe they they thought they're one of those crazy crazy guys who are very aware of global warming but it's 
hasn't quite caught the well sort of social I mean, it doesn't consciousness have to yet. Be the space shuttle. I mean, if you want to add in the whole idea that they're being upstaged potentially, once again, I'm sowing these seeds, sowing them seeds. Um, so on, so on. That if it's like a brand new like spaceship, you know, it's like the first of its kind. You know, they've spent ages. <gasps> Here we go. Okay. In order to fix global warming, they've actually figured out almost yes. like a cure for global warming, and they've kind of stuck it on the back of their rocket. But in order for them to use it, they have to leave the stratosphere. Mm, okay. Then, right. then they kind of get knocked off course by this potential future sowing them seeds, sowing them seeds, superhero, and in doing so, it kind of detonates, giving them powers. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. I see this. It sounds convoluted enough to be a comic. Yeah, yeah. And so this villain with ice powers. Or, well, is is it straight up ice powers? Um, I, I feel as though we should be making some kind of ice villain for hmm. the good of the future. Okay. Yeah, that's um, a great idea, Jade, coming, saying a villain, because if they're trying to fight global warming, of course they're going to cause a ruckus down on the earth, aren't they? Well, they're yeah, I'm, be I'm thinking the they don't think they're a villain. Like, they're hmm. trying to save the earth. But all these heroes just, just keep getting in their way of freezing the heck out of the planet. An anti-villain, yes. It's in a similar way to like how, if you want to go to like Mr. Freeze, he just wants to save his wife. But that damn yeah. Batman. Ugh, My wife is cold. Getting in the way. And you know, Captain Cold, he just he just wants to rob banks. He didn't want to, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. No, don't you excuse him. I'm sorry. Don't. don't. <laughs> He's a criminal. Jade, Jade is very much in love with Captain Cold. I didn't say that. You said it with your words. I did not you, say you that. You said it with your heart-shaped eyes. <laughs> yep. I can confirm they are heart-shaped whenever she talks about Lenny Snicked, or one of the fudges. How Lenny, dare you? Do not talk about Leonard Snart that way every day. <laughs> Snart. Well, sp- speaking of funny names, shall we give our tragic anti-villain, if that's a thing, See, a name? I was going to say maybe we could make them Russian, but I don't like the no. idea of a Russian villain. No, I don't Russian... Know. Ice, space, it's like, how like, how close to the mark do you want to kind of push this? It's do, no, do, they, it, do they drink vodka, Dean? I mean, do, they wear a, do they wear a fluffy hat? Yeah, you, can, you can give them that. They, they really, they're really muscly, are they? If, if, the, if the hat fits, then why not wear it? Okay, fine, bin it. Get rid of the Russia. Well, recently I did hear that India's got its own space program. What, they're Indian now. Cool. So, hydrosphere, stratosphere, an Indian... Global warming ice villain. Who is of the gender of... Someone someone get some dice out. I mean, I, I've picked for the last couple, so... You hear that? That's me uh, scraping a coin off my desk. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh my god, I actually caught it. It's heads. I didn't decide what heads was. Yeah, and also, you're, you're choosing between two genders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, my bad. <laughs> Goof. We need like a ball so it can sort of like we can have that nice gradient. Is going. is there a gender generator on? <laughs> uh, maybe they can be uh very. Hmm. Let's make them she. female. Yeah, mm. she. There we go. I was thinking she. Let's make her a she, but maybe they are um bisexual or diff- different. I don't want to say different. D- different Jesus. <laughs> We can decide that you you know you always decide that when you've come up with who they're in love with, then you decide to. Yeah, there we go. So, stratosphere, hydrosphere is a lady, Indian astronaut who gets shocked by 
the very device that was going to save the Earth from global warming How in the 90s. And maybe she ends up falling to Earth. She falls to Earth and lands on the ice caps, right? And there she sees, like, a giant... One of those icebreaker ships just, like, crashing through all these glaciers and ice lumps. And she's all like, hey, that's symbolic. That's way symbolic, man. Maybe these humans are actually the problem. Maybe these humans are going to be the ones who are going to mess everything up. I'm, I, No machine that we make is going to solve this. Only I can solve this. Dun, dun, dun. See, actually, we're not too dissimilar. I was thinking that she could actually land in a desert. Oh. And this could also be like a weird showcase of how strong her powers are. I mean, this all depends on what her actual superpowers are. Like, if it's just ice generation or stuff like that, or if it's like a more of a thermal thing. Because just, just for oh. a disclaimer, I believe that Mr. Freeze's gun shoots ice. But I believe that Captain Cold from The Flash, his is a cold generating gun, which thus makes things icy. Yes, ah. that's correct. Okay, so we got, we got, as far some, as I know. Yeah. got some decisions to make, I guess. Let's keep it scientific. So maybe her body is sort of endothermic, which means that it absorbs heat and well, it, it creates cold, basically. So can it expel that heat? Well, it's, it's less expelling of heat and more her body is like a cold reaction. I'm okay. just bad at explaining that. So right. how us humans, we, we create heat when we, uh, when we live and all of our cells are very warm. Hers are very cold. And she, hmm, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I'm, I'm just kind of rambling can here. Can she maybe take out the heat from other people? No, that doesn't make sense. I was about to say, can she, use, can she take the heat out of other people and kind of channel that into something else? But that's, she's taking heat then. It should be that she should be the other way around. Well, I guess I was thinking along those lines because that sets up for a potential sort of redemption much later on. Mm. It, it reminds me of this. Again. It reminds me of this um, example um, of heat controlling powers in. Um, oh, I can't remember which which Tiffany Aching book it was, but it's one of the Terry Terry Pratchett uh, Tiffany Aching books. Hmm. all about witches um there's a scene where tiffany this young witch she describes pulling the heat out of fire uh into her arm like through through her hand into her forearm and she just kind of holds it there yeah. until she can like expel it and she does it with like people's pain as well she doesn't like absorb it she just holds it in her arm like lightning bending yeah yeah like that so like i'm wondering if we can do something like that where they this this villain contains it within herself. She doesn't destroy it. She doesn't like. I, I guess she could expel it eventually, but she doesn't realize that's that that that's what she's doing. Can, can, can that be why so she maybe wears? She's like absorbing. Can it. she still wear her astronaut suit, and that can be the containment suit? Hmm. Oh, I do like a good astronaut like suit when it comes. And that's to a super good heroes. like visual representation of it as well. Mm. So she absorbs different temperatures and holds them within her body. I guess. Maybe she defaults to freezing because... Because she's all about, like, cooling the planet. Yes, mm. she doesn't realize that she can do heat stuff until maybe much later. Yeah. She could just, like, straight up prefer it. Be all like, nah, I landed in a desert. That place is hot. That was way too hot. I want to be cold. I want this earth to be cold. I'm going to freeze this desert. Woo! Are we? Am I right in assuming that we're going the route that she's maybe a little bit balmy after her trip to space? Because it sounds like that. Well, what we could do um, is have her get shot up in the 90s, but she doesn't return for a while. Mm. Oh, God. I like that. Oh, then 
this this will be cool. This will give us some like real nice like shots of her sort of orbiting the Earth. Like this machine that she sort of I don't know if she gets stuck to or she climbs onto is keeping her alive. And while she's doing that, she gets these real nice entire globe shots. Mm. And that can sort of spur spur on her love for the planet. Because that is actually a documented thing as well. I I like space, man. (laughs) Space is cool. Um, (laughs) But that is like a legit thing that's uh, documented in astronauts. How when they come back to Earth after being in space and viewing the whole planet like in one go, they, um, they pretty much gain a newfound... Um, want to protect the planet almost like a like a zen thing Mm. so maybe she has that but a little bit skewed with her own passion to want to save the earth from Mm. pretty much itself and by itself i mean us smelly humans and our factories and our global warming gases motor cars i guess she would be very against cars then if she's trying to save the earth from greenhouse gases definitely That'd be public enemy number one. She'd be freezing up roads constantly. No, no salt will solve this. Unfortunately for... Oh, we haven't got any... Oh, unfortunately for Travel Express, if, <laughs> if they're trying to fight uh, stratosphere, hydrosphere, uh, they're going to have a, a real bad time with that. Yeah, but Travel Express generates their own rails, so... Uh, they are electric as well. Exactly. Mm. So oh. she wouldn't really have a beef with Travel Express. And Travel Express is currently stuck stuck in the far future where global warming has probably already destroyed the world anyway. Mm. Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> the, we can't stop. No, no, this is canon now. Yet. Look, it's, it's already happened with Sidetrack and... Uh, <laughs> and Ducky. <laughs> let's take this one further. Um, we need to go deeper. Let's stick with Stratosphere, yeah. Hydrosphere for now. Because mm-hmm. um, she's turning out to be kind of a neat idea. We have a... Because I don't think it's really shown too much like um, eco-friendly superhero characters or comic characters that go crazy with wanting to save the planet in such a way. there is a very obvious example. I mean, there's Swamp Thing. No, there's another one. I was going to say Poison Ivy. Yeah. I guess. But she's more, I want plants to rule. She's not, "I I want to protect the planet. I guess, but it's the same sort of ethos, like, humans are shit, and it's like, but you are human. No, I'm a plant. Okay. Yeah. Where would uh, Stratosphere, Hydrosphere make their base of operations? Because Poison Ivy tends to choose, like, oh, I'm going to live in this giant greenhouse, or I'll live in the forest. Well, would they use, when they come back from space, wouldn't they have, like, parts of a shuttle and things like that? Well, I'm thinking more, like, locale. Or like bio. Oh no, I just meant like if they land in the desert they could create their own kind of lab out of scrap. It could look really interesting Ooh. that this kind of lab is made out of scrap and this kind of constant ice. Yeah. Just in the middle like of she's always the desert. adding stuff on. Yeah. yeah. Can can she do it in some sort of musical number where she creates a no. snowman voiced by Josh Gad? No. No. No, no thank you. Okay, I'll, I'll let no, that go. Thank you. No thank <laughs> you. This ain't bitten by a radioactive snowman. Good day, sir. That, that's, that's, that's our Christmas special, I think, actually. Bitten by a radioactive snowman. <laughs> I'll put a pin in that. I, I, guess, I guess she would just have her own, like, Fortress of Solitude, which looks like a cool-ass NASA wreck. Yeah. In the, maybe she lives, like, on top of a mountain. Mountains are cool. Actually, I like the idea of maybe she continues to live 
as she would in space, but in the desert, because it's very like, say, Mars or whatever, you know. Hmm. Oh, okay. Like, hostile area, not great for growing things, so maybe she'd, like, have a lot of experiments trying to grow things and... Maybe she's trying to terraform it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah. experimenting and growing things. So she's... Maybe she's gone so so mad that she's trying to cool the planet from the hottest parts down. Mm. So she's like, if I can cool down the desert, then that will help cool down the planet. And of course, there's a lot of oil fields in uh, desert countries. It's ideal, right? Well, it's funny you want to oh, say that. Okay. We can, can we use like Dubai in some kind of way? We definitely can use Dubai in some How kind so? of way. How so? Elaborate. Well, it's just they are constantly building there. They're trying to get closer towards the stratosphere um, mm-hmm. and all their stuff. And that could be quite an interesting vision for when she does crash. She thinks she's on like yeah, Mars or something, and then she just sees this massive, yeah, I like that, crazy-looking city. Especially if she goes up in the nineties and comes down in the late two thousands. Mm. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of like land reclamation in Dubai as well, where they're making their own islands and pushing back like the sea and the water. Well, this brings me to a further idea I had. Ooh. Go on. Maybe she has some awareness of how the world works, because otherwise she won't be able to, you know, Astronauts get on with her life. Astronauts are very intelligent. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Yes, even though she is slightly delusional and whatnot, perhaps her overarching plan, and, and you spurred the idea, Dean, with the whole starting from the hottest part and moving out. Oh, okay. Perhaps she, you know, in her awareness um, of Dubai and these, you know, towering buildings and companies, perhaps she devises <laughs> her own sort of outward fake storefront basically like a um i'm a reaching fake for company. my phone i'm reaching for the generator yeah, do it do it a fake company that is a front for her buying an island putting a giant building on it but underneath the building she's digging she's digging so deep she wants to get to the deepest part so that she can freeze it from the deep part of the earth out maybe maybe she wants to freeze the oil the oil maybe maybe she wants to prevent um, oh, you think she's going to like buy up all the oil reserves and then just destroy them? Not even buy up all the oil. She's just, she's... just going to straight up freeze them. Yeah, just dig into them and freeze them. Yeah, drilling, um, drilling equipment just to sort of sideline the uh, the oil um, wells. Just put like some influence in, in there. And then she can just kind of, you know, like in a demolition man where they have that one drop of freeze. Yeah. She can just like put that right in the slot and it'll go like thousands of meters down into the earth freeze that oil preventing it from use at all boom okay but what i'm saying is the the front like what's easier than stealing if you have the money to buy something yeah exactly buy it so maybe like part of it is like part of the overarching story is that people actually do respect this version of her that's like an oil tycoon so she's a crazy environmentalist who is also an oil tycoon (laughs) People don't know about her crazy environmentalist side, I guess. The thing is, we don't have a name. And I don't want to glomp my giant white feet into Indian (laughs) names or anything like that. Hmm. Well, I have a surname if you want to use it. Go on. Dubashi. Dubashi. That's one of your character's names, isn't it? Yeah, one of my my character's names was uh, Dubashi. Pranath Dubashi. So you can use that. I don't know about a first name, though. Well, uh... That's on you guys. Dubashi is enough for me to come up with a company name. Okay. So Dubashi, uh, combine entry with, what do we want? We want, let's go with like Greek and Latin suffixes. Oh, yeah. Nice. 
Let's add a um, dot com. There we go. And we should have, oh, oh God. Oh God, there's a lot. Give me a um, number seven. between one and 99. Oh. He said seven. 77. I'll, I'll take 77. So uh, her company, Stratosphere Hydrosphere's fake company is called dubashiyer.com. Dubashiyer.com. Okay. <laughs> so she's using that as a front to build up a lot of drilling equipment to freeze the very oil reserves in which our whole society is based on. Yeah, so she's putting up a front. She's, you know, uh, starting this whole campaign to monopolize oil and, you know, all these people are buying stocks because they think she's doing it for the money and, and hoarding gonna... energy resources, but actually she just wants to get access to the key drilling areas so that she can mm. access the most area of oil, I suppose. So we've gone from Fantastic Four to Mr. Freeze, and now we, we've reached the Lex Luthor stage of... Correct. That, that is a good that combination. Before. I mean, we are making a villain. Mm. Yeah. It, we do say the, the word superhero a lot on our profiles, but sh- 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 we can have we can have a little bit of fun at this too. So let, let's move on. We got we got her sort of shell company. We got her superpowers. We've got a last name, Debashi. How is she taken down? Well, what? I'll tell you this: McFly and the <laughs> New Wave thrillers are not going to be. They're not going to stand a chance. <laughs> oh, I was, oh. I, was, I was I was gonna say you. You're not bringing them back, but you weren't. You weren't bringing them back at all. No, maybe they're her, like, they're the first heroes that try and take her on, and they just fail miserably because she just freezes everything she, they throw at her. Well, no, they'd be fine because they use reno- renewable sources in their circus because they have Asexual Abbey powering their blimp, right? Right, but their powers are water powers. Um, yeah, you dingus. Yeah, that's not good. Don't fly out to the desert, boys and girls. Don't do that. It could be quite a cool thing where they fight in LA or something. Because they have a lot of cars there, I've heard. Mm. <laughs> and there's not a lot of water, I've heard. <laughs> Maybe she, she goes on a business trip. Okay, right. If we're going to do a Lex Luthor thing, I want a Batman-esque villain who's like also another quite do you mean a... high up on the business rung. Oh, I was about to say, don't you mean a Superman-esque villain? Yeah, I was going to say, don't you mean a hero? No, I, I, want, I want like a business versus business thing. So oh. here's, here's where we get... Oh, shit. We're coming up with a rogues gallery. <gasps> here's where we really, like, dick over our, our audience, right? Here's where we really pull the rug from under them. Okay. They buy our comic. They buy, like, the first few issues of our comic, and they expect, like, this superhero romp. But look at this villain. She's real cool. She's an astronaut. Now she's got ice powers. And then we turn it into some sort of, like, house of cars ass, like, business versus <laughs> business... <laughs> hostile takeover game who's up for tricking our fans me i guess <laughs> we need a business hero he's a superhero like batman but he has no alter ego he literally just has enough money to solve the problem by <laughs> plugging it with dollar notes wait so he's a hero or a villain i'm confused i thought we we're making another well, villain no he's the hero he's gonna be the hero he's gonna be the one that stops stratosphere hydrosphere are you as confused as i am josh i think that's a yes yeah Dean, you said you just convinced us to make another villain to dick over our fans, and then you said, right, a hero. What? Oh, no, I, I, I was talking about fans of the Stratosphere Hydrosphere comic. Not our lovely audience who are li- currently listening to this podcast right now. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. And You see, 
shut up. Okay, listen, we you all know you're great. Listen, what are you on about, man? You can't <laughs> okay. talk about hypotheticals one second and then switch Here's back, the switch back, switch back. What the heck? Here's the situation, Jade Sarson. Let me clarify. Uh, Miss Dubashi, she steps off a plane in LAX off mm-hmm. a private jet, private electric jet, just to clarify. Can, can she be a doctor? Because I feel as though that, that, that rolls really well off the tongue. I like no, that a lot, fucking. Yeah. She would be a a pilot. That's how you get into the the space. That's how yeah, you but get she's a scientist as well. How old so she do? Oh no, she'd be a scientist. Yeah. Okay. So, Doctor Dubashi. There we go. Thank you. She uh, she steps off a experimental electric plane in LAX. Very elegant, very powerful looking uh, woman. And the first person to meet her off the plane is a very well dressed. If not a little scraggy. In a suit made of money. In a suit literally with George Washington's head printed all over it. (laughs) Shakes her hand and says, welcome to Los Angeles. I think you'll like it here. And he has like a smile that's a little little bit knowing. And she's all like, I feel welcome already. And of course, he's plotting to stop her. She's plotting to ruin the city. She's there specifically because of their automotive issues. She knows that LA is a hot spot, literally, for traffic and uh, various environmental problems. So she's she's pretty much on a like a whirlwind stop just to just to crush that place underfoot while she's uh, doing her business deals. You know, oh, I got a meeting at one. I've got a terrorist attack to commit uh, at three. Typical day in the office. But Moneybags here, that might be his superhero name, Moneybags. <laughs> he. Okay. He has the power to just Malcolm man- Moneybags to manipulate money. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like like he Mal- sends it flying at people. Like Gambit from the X Men, but with money. <laughs> yes. Only okay, money. we're going with this. Malcolm Moneybags. <laughs> All right. From the Moneybags estate. Can we get a don- domain name for this guy? <laughs> Would you like a company name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Bring bring it all out. If we're if we're going full business, then it's business time. Money bags. Uh, combine your entry with. Let's have beginning word parts of two syllables. Uh, you can have a dot dot biz. You can have money bags. Hey, does does money bags have a granddad who's like always wearing a top hat and got got big moustache and is Scottish and is Scottish? Jesus Christ, Josh, give me a number between one uh, sixty-one and. One and sixteen thousand seven hundred eighty-one. Sixty-one thousand. Wait, no, six thousand one hundred. Six thousand one hundred. So, Malcolm Moneybags, CEO and owner of MoneybagsCarmy.biz. Spell that. C A R M I. So he he runs MoneybagsCarmy.biz. Hey, that this this is what the generator gave me. Car. It's this generator is bullshit. Well, yeah, it's a business name generator. And to be fair, it did give us stratosphere hydrosphere. I mean, yes. Well, it gave us a hydrosphere bit. I can't even remember Dubashi's uh, business name. Yeah. Dubashia. Dubashia, So, Dubashia and Moneybags Kami, head to head. You see, he owns a contract to run all the, the roads and the bridges and the highways in the city. But he knows... He has surveilled stratosphere, hydrosphere for a while and knows that Mr. Bashi is a little ne'er-do-well. I mean, who goes, 
who even breaks into the uh, oil business nowadays? It's built up of tycoons who have existed for generations. He knows that something's up. With his business acumen, he can detect it. And so, what is his plan to stop stratosphere hydrosphere? Maybe it's really um, anticlimactic. Like, his plan is to just replace everything with electrically powered stuff. Ooh. But... So he he's expecting her to be like really angry that he's done all that. Yeah. And she is angry that he got there first, but then she's like you win this time and he's like we didn't even fight yet. Oh, that's that's very um that's very big-headed, but there's not there's not enough tension or action. I don't think. I like the electric car replacement thing. Maybe they have a very tense power lunch. And that's sort of <laughs> They have a very tense power lunch, and that's like their mind fight. That's right. that's their Sherlock Holmes ass mind fight, where they're talking business and numbers and um, resources, and maybe it gets so intense that it gets it gets a little bit actual superhero-y. We're, we're coming back to superheroes, where we can't escape it. We might want to do like a business business TV show. We might want some of that Netflix money, but in the end, we're we're comic, aren't we? Well, no, we're a podcast. Oh, unfortunately, there's no money in podcasting, so <laughs> we need that Netflix money. Um, so they have their business lunch. Can you imagine there's a few pages of them talking, but as it gets more intense, the discussion, ice starts um, forming in tiny little frost crystals on her chair, and behind uh, money bags, you can see people's wallets kind of quivering as the money inside starts vibrating. The, 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 as... the tip jar starts rattling. Yes, yes. And the, the, their emotions start heightening as they become more competitive. And she's like, no, I, I believe I have uh, a contract here in place. And that is written in, it's binding, it's legally binding. And he sort of turns and says, oh, well, I, I, everything is up for discussion Miss Dubashi, nothing is final. Everyone has their price here. I think you need to name yours. Yeah. And she says, my price is this planet. And then it all kicks off. Big fight. Big old fight. If um... Actually, like, this could be a cool fight because Moneybags, he's got, like, I don't know what you call it, like, currency kinesis. <laughs> currency so, kinesis. Yeah, so that's he, perfect. He would, like, f- literally form armor out of, like, dollar bills. And maybe, like, he can form, like, buttons out of coins He's got, yeah, I like that. That works. Right. He, he's got like a, a cape made out of checks just for that contrast, that design contrast. Oh, um, the very start of the fight kicks off with the first coin flying out of the hat of a homeless person outside. <laughs> and like the hat comes flying with it. Like the coin is like hooked in this hat. Oh, my God. And it flies at money bags. And he's like, oh, God, ugh, get it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I like this. Okay, right. If we're going to have like the quivering wallet shaking um, tip jar situation, maybe everyone who's ordered water on the other side of the room, like there, it's getting very kind. Like, oh, this is so refreshing. And then it kind of, kind of gets stuck to their lips and their yeah. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, yeah, Netflix money, but fuck that. I want to fight. I want, I want them to fight. Well, I'm glad you said this, Dean, because at one point I was wondering, is money bags actually going to fight himself or is he going to pay heroes to do it for him Ooh. i think there's a lot of heroes on his payroll or maybe like he creates some sort of environment based super team for himself 
but it's kind of Maybe. like some kind of weird man-made thing. Eventually. Oh, no, no, yeah. right, right. Maybe his personal trainer's a superhero. Maybe his uh, chauffeur's a superhero. Maybe his um, his gardener's a superhero. Just his entire, like, uh, <gasps> okay. staff of his house. I was going to... Uh, see, whilst I really like the, the power lunch thing, it could be like he get, he invites Dr. Dubashi to his house where they kind mm. of meet all of the staff and then it's kind of like a showdown kind of thing. And now you oh. die. <laughs> and it's like every single one of like the staff suddenly unleash their potential powers or something. I think we could have both. You could I easily could have, have both. both. Because both, both you could have that, that first meeting at the house and then, you know, it goes horribly wrong and he's like, they, they have a new meeting <gasps> set up over the phone. Big, big 80s brick phones, obviously. Yep. Well, no, it's, it's set in the 2000s. So I know, reason. but he keeps using it anyway because they're going to a power lunch. You don't set up a power <laughs> lunch over an iPhone, man. Actually, could it be, instead of like a power lunch, could it be like some sort of fundraiser? Oh, classic. Ooh, Very classic. That like way that. we can kind of get both, best of both worlds there kind of thing. Hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be... There's a lot of, There's a, a very good reason why a lot of superhero, a lot of uh, Hollywood movies are set in very swanky uh, fundraisers because well, of the fucking great imagery. Pieces. Yeah, mm. yeah. And instead of wallets and um, bottles of water, you can have like glasses of wine and mm. the donation want, box. I still want the homeless man's hat to fly at him though and for him to be grossed out by it. It just there's there's a huge irony for me in a guy wanting to save the world but being grossed out by ugh, the, the poor people. Well, I imagine eventually this fight will have to break out into the street. Of course, mm. of course. Sort of, it's got to tussle out into the street, and that's when everyone in the house, all of his staff, sees the uh, the news on their various fancy phones or on TV, and they're like, "We have to form. We have to help out Moneybags and his company, Moneybags Carsey, that it, we work for." It could even be that. He's used his currency kinesis to pay off the entire staff of the fundraiser. So, that, so they're, not, they're not actually his staff until he actually pays them before the event starts. Genius. I fucking love that. And, of course, they tussle in the street just to put a bow on things. They tussle in the street. Of course, he's always like dragging in more money to help protect him, and he's creating like swords and shields. Stratosphere, hydrosphere, on the other hand, is um, using... Every last drop of water she can muster in the city, at which she's at a, quite a big disadvantage uh, right now. Don't mind that. She's hold she's on. fighting for her You're life. For- she's fighting for the hold planet on. in her hold eyes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You're forgetting how her powers work. Oh, she absorbs the the heat. Mm-hmm. And like all that stuff. The obvious visual way of illustrating that is with water, but she can affect other things. Don't forget that. Maybe this is where she learns that. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, maybe we should try and move it away potentially from. Aha. Okay. Oh, he's got it. By Jove, he's got it. it. It's Go the on. 11th it's hour the twist. 11th hour. We, what we want is we want deserts. But we also want crazy kind of pollution. Maybe it's some kind of light pollution. Maybe it's in Las Vegas. Oh, yes. That's Thank you. way better. That's way better. Yep. Have we had a superhero film that's had a fight in, on the strip? I don't, not I don't think, that I can think of. Not film-wise. I know that Marvel tend to blow up Las Vegas every couple of years. <laughs> Naturally. As one often does. But I, Wait, and of course, there's a lot of money in Vegas as well. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Wait, yep, yep. Oh. Chips. Chip, can he control chips? Please tell me he can. The fundraiser's at a casino. Imagine him. I mean, just chips are a form of currency, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think they would be considered currency by the casino and therefore some sort of social, psychosomatic... Yeah 
functionality there. Could you imagine him kind of summoning all of these coins out from like a casino machine? I was going to oh, say, maybe he like summons a, a load and surrounds himself, but when he gets knocked out of the casino, they fall lifeless to the ground. Because outside like of the casino, they're not counted as currency. And then, oh, oh, the final scene happens in Hoover Dam. Mm. Done. She can start freezing Hoover Dam. She gets knocked way out of the city. I don't know how far away Hoover Dam is from Las Vegas. <laughs> I assume it's a very long way. She gets knocked out of the city by moneybags, who knows that she's going to cause a huge mess and countless deaths as she continues the fight there. So like any good hero, uh, he well, draws well, her away. Well, imagine how much money he'd have to spend to reinvigorate the strip. Don't you mean mm. how much money MCM Grand would have to spend <laughs> in the pockets? But he drags her away to Hoover Dam, not quite realizing what he's doing. Silly money bags. He pays someone else to help him think up with plans. He has a writer. And of course, she's about to go down. She's beat. There's a point where he uses all the tourist donations that they take in Hoover down to really beat her down. But then she's all like, well, I, I might die, but I'm going to set free this planet starting with this dam. And so she starts freezing the water in the dam. And of course, due to uh, expansion of water when it's frozen, the dam starts to give way. And he literally patches up the dam with dollar notes, just thousands of layers of dollar notes, saving the city, and she gets thrown in uh, super jail. The end. Let's, let's recap, because we've, we've gone a long way. We've gone from space to the Sahara Desert, to Dubai, to, to Los money Angeles, <laughs> to, to Money Gambit, to Psycho Money Gambit. So, Jade, who is Stratosphere Hydrosphere? Uh, Dr. Dubashi, who was originally a researcher of the relatively new uh, theory of global warming back in the 90s. Mm. Uh, she heads up into space to, you know, begin her research project and... Now, uh, remind me if we went with this version, NASA sent her up with some... No, not NASA. Um, what was the... The Indian Space Program. The Indian Space Program. Um, God, for some reason I defaulted to NASA there. Um, yeah, the program sends her up unknowingly with this device mm -hmm. that can is a, is a prototype, I suppose, for solving global warming issues. Yeah, let's say prototype. I mean, it, it could be something and, like... Uh, I know that we're going to be going back off this... Normally this is our summary period. I think like there's a film called Sunshine by Danny Boyle, um, where they literally bring up like a payload and try and set it off to reignite the sun. Hmm. So it could be I've a similar thing. Like they've sent her up there because obviously she's the one who created it. We could do some sort of Armageddon okay, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me. Sneak That's back for out. the artist yeah, like and the the writer to decide. We're just coming up with the broad strokes. <laughs> I'm I'm too important for this. I'm a podcasting superstar. All right, Mr. 15 Minutes of Fame. I wonder when you're going to get those. Anyway, um, so yeah, she goes up in space, but um, a malfunction happens with some sort of meteor. Maybe that meteor is... <laughs> How many bags gets his power? Can, can, can it be gold? Like he gets hit on the head by like this gold yes. nugget. The story starts where it ends. The meteor hits him somewhere in Las Vegas. Of course. Nice. Of course. Anyway, um, yeah, so she gets knocked in her spacecraft by this meteor and everything malfunctions and the device detonates and she ends up with ice powers, uh, which results in her crash landing in the desert. Uh, well, she's, she's stuck in space for about 20 years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Device, I forgot. And she uh, eventually plummets landing in the desert uh, in the late 2000s. Mm. And in that time, while she's trying to recoup, she uh, 
as she's landed in the desert, she decides to cool down the planet. Her her ideas of global warming and wanting to save the planet become skewed. She goes a little bit uh, off the rails, and now she wants to save the planet no matter what. And she goes off the rails, does she? Do you know what I was, I was about don't, to say? Don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> No, D- does this she, is a summary. The summary is does, uh, does sacred. Does have she some get sort sidetracked? Of... <laughs> no, please. Does she have a pet? She has. So she, her be- idea of global warming becomes skewed. Sidetracked. And right. she, uh, she decides. I hear you. I hear you. She decides that she's going to save the Earth, hottest parts first, all the way down. And she happens upon Dubai. And the uh, the Middle East, where there's a lot of oil drilling going on, and she builds her own company, uh, Dubashia. It's weird, but that's what the generator came gave us. And she uh, starts hoarding and buying up drilling equipment to tap into oil reserves and mm-hmm. freeze them, preventing them from being used. Now, Josh, tell us about the American adventures. It all comes to a head when she travels to America, where she meets Malcolm Moneybags. Yes. yes. Who has currency kinesis um, mm. and the ability to control, I suppose, any kind of wealth would be a good way of kind of... Any sort of money or sort of forms of currency, yeah. anything that could be traded of wealth, of worth, yeah. Yeah. Um, and after a few very tense business lunches, <laughs> it all mm. comes to a head in Las Vegas, where during a charity fundraiser for some kind of charity um, the saving the planet global yeah, warming it'll be a course. save the planet kind of thing it finally all comes i'm going to say it for what i think is a third time it all comes to a head and they all um pretty much fight using uh, staff members who have been paid off with currency kinesis mm-hmm. and obviously ice goes everywhere casino chips fly in waves i mean there's a lot of like ice sculptures in las vegas as well yeah. isn't there <laughs> yeah but i don't suppose she can make like an ice swan come to life unfortunately i don't mm. think so no, that'd be a shame because then she that'd could have cool, some though. sort of ice swan pet maybe her ice goons can fight the paid off goons i, I feel as though she'd work alone she would yeah she can't trust anyone she was no. in space yeah and then it all comes to her head <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep oh i've got to think of a better way to say that next time um at the hoover dam mm. where she pretty much uses all of her ice powers to defeat Moneybags. I think that's yes. where we're at. Well, they have a massive fight in the Hoover Dam where eventually a stratosphere, hydrosphere is defeated, but as one last middle finger to the planet, well, not to the planet, one last middle th- finger to Moneybags, she starts freezing the reservoir behind the Hoover Dam, which uh, makes it crack and groan under the uh, immense weight and pressure of the ice. Moneybags, he uh, he donates, shall we say, a large amount of money to repair the dam, very literally. And she gets thrown in super jail at the end. No, I disagree. You can't disagree now, we're doing the wrap-up. No, I disagree with that ending. <laughs> you, we never agreed on that, you just threw that in there. No, I think Moneybags thinks she's dead in her big last hurrah, but actually she's grinning as... The ice obscures her from view, and they never find the body. And that uh. leaves her free to wander and fight other heroes in many other situations um, in, in future tales from this universe. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Yes, ah, you're right. In Jay. some sort of stratosphere hydrosphere beyond scenario. Yes. Where one day she may accidentally cryogenically freeze herself Ooh. and uh, end up Josh. being dug up by uh, someone when they're trying to build up some sort of train tracks. Yeah, and you know, she wakes up and it's this very. It's a post apocalyptic world. Really she hot. can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> what Josh. has humanity done to her planet while she's been gone? If only there's some sort Josh. of air conditioned cool carriage. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Yes, Dean. The destiny has been complete. We have followed future Jade's orders. Huh? It's fine, Jade. Don't don't worry about it. it yeah, don't don't sweat it. Everything will okay. come to pass in 2018. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble a ramble a big old ramble about stratosphere hydrosphere. A very special thank you to Stratosphere themselves, uh, not only for their lovely review but for providing. Just an incredible amount of inspiration. Holy moly. And if you want to be like Stratosphere and pretty much build the base of one of our superheroes, it's real easy. Just leave us an iTunes review. Five stars, four stars, three stars, no, two stars, one star. Just leave us a review anytime during the month of August and we might select you to be a hero because you can be a hero. Uh, just a few more things before we leave, aside from leaving us a review, of course. Even just giving us a star rating will help us immensely. You can also just tell a friend, tell a comics-loving friend, tell a, an environmentalist-loving friend, hey, they made a weird uh, supervillain based on global warming. Isn't that crazy? You should check that out and give that Dean guy all of your love and fame and reverency. It's great. Just that Dean guy, eh? I feel as though you've got some kind of weird currency kinesis, but with fame. Yeah. Famer kinesis. Except instead of, you know, attracting it to you, you just repel it constantly. <laughs> Look, it's, it's all about building a persona, good or bad. Great. Okay, everyone, don't contribute to Dean's fame. Just build up me and Josh. That yeah. would help immensely. Well, if you want to check out Jade's stuff, that's uh, at thermit.co.uk. T is in the drink, hermit is in the crab.co.uk. Yep. So... You have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dee McKnight. I'm Jade Sarson. I'm Josh Randall. He is Josh Randall, I promise you. Thank you so much. Have a good one, guys. A message from the future has sent shockwaves through the hosts of Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall, as they were forced to create their first supervillain. Hopefully, through the editing by Dean McKnight and Josh Randall, their fame and fortune is confirmed. You too can be a hero by leaving a review on iTunes, and don't forget you can send your own messages, no matter how multiverse changing, to BBR underscore podcast. Till next time.